You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall, editors of the Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM. Welcome back to the Batuta Advocate Radio Show, live from quarantine in the budgy smuggler bedroom studios where we have been now for four weeks in isolation. Some people are going mad. Some people are losing a lot of money. Some businesses are flat out collapsing. You go down to the main street of any town in Australia and you'll see a store you once liked is no longer open and closed for good. But some people are thriving. Whether they be selling highly marked up hand sanitizer on the streets and toilet paper at the boot of a car or they are stand-up comedians one of the most prominent australian stand-up comedians is actually joining us today on the podcast becky lucas she's been able to spend most of this pandemic uh living remotely on stradbroke island um, <laughs> and still somehow managed to make a whole heap of money in the process so things are good for becky uh despite having every single one of her shows cancelled at the uh 2020 comedy festival we're here to talk today to Becky Lucas about this brave new world for creatives who depend on rooms full of people. Yeah, thanks Thank for enjoy. having me, guys. Yep. No, thanks Thank for coming back for the third time, Becky. It's always, always no nice worries. to talk to you. It's always, it's always a pleasure, and it's never a chore. How was that rambling intro? Was that accurate? That was great, and I think you know you should really. Yes, I am making money, but not in my industry. <laughs> Ooh. Because I'm. What? When I was on the island, I started uh, collecting shells. And as I was collecting these shells, I was thinking, gosh, like, these are really beautiful. You know, like, (laughs) maybe people would like to to wear these. And so I started up a little uh, necklace store. Online? E-commerce? Yeah, I've, I've gone online and I've got all these shells and it's going really well. Nice. They're flying off the shelves. You've also been into crystals for years, haven't you? Yeah, yep. What's your star sign? I'm a Cancer. Both astrologically no, you're and not. socially. <laughs> <laughs> you're not a Cancer, Becky. I am. I rip no. through social scenes, tearing people apart. I, I think that you're more of a Scorpio. Thank you. Isn't that you what everyone gr- wants to be? I think that Malcolm Turnbull is a Scorpio. Yeah, Ooh, right. That makes bit, sense. Bit of a grenade roller. But yeah, how's it been for you? I mean, um, you guys usually come in and watch my show at the Melbourne Comedy Festival, don't you? Yeah. yeah. I usually yeah. come down to the cold country to watch yeah. you and all the others talk yeah. your little hearts out. I, I never see you in the crowd, but I can always smell you. Yeah. Mm. It's the... Um, Jack, and Dan- Jack Daniels and Coke to the breeze. Bit of tobacco yeah. in the air. Um, yeah, there's a waft. But it's always, it's a very fun uh, time. It's a great Australian pastime to head down to Melbourne and uh, watch Australia's great attention seekers do their things on stage. But this <laughs> And then there's bit, Adam Hills. And then Adam Hills, of course. Becky's uh, men- mentor, inspiration. <laughs> you know, he, d- he actually doesn't even have one leg. <laughs> it's a yeah, lie. It's a sp- it's spin. Oh, wait, you, you reckon he's got both legs? He's got both legs. Nice. It's a, right. a G-up. You reckon it's like a branding a it's branding like Stevie, uh, exercise? Stevie Wonder's not blind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's true. <laughs> Becky, can you tell us a little bit about the anxieties and, and frustrations in the comedy, stand-up comedy scene right now? There's a lot of comedians at the moment who 
sort of think, I mean, I think at the start, like so many comedians were the first people I saw asking for handouts. Yeah, before the NRL. Um, yeah, before the NRL crumbled. <laughs> but it was just, it was so strange to me because I was like, no one's asked you to be in the arts. How do comedians, how do they make their money when they're not touring or doing a show for the ABC? I don't know, but if you're not pretty like, like I didn't quit a real job till I was knew that it was pretty consistent. Yeah, right. But there's a couple of comedians who it's like they weren't ready to quit their full-time job and then they probably <laughs> weren't even going to make that much money at Melbourne Comedy Festival, but then they started going around immediately being like, if anyone wants to donate to my GoFundMe, da 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 And it's like, man, I don't think that, like, I reckon you're going to make more money from this than you were at the festival. <laughs> don't people lose money at the festival? Yeah, typically. Like it's very <laughs> But suddenly they're all like pretending like this was going to be their year. It's been very convenient for some I people. I think it was going to be a lot of people's year, but now it's just going to be the, the Pangolin's year that he got back <laughs> yeah. against all of us. I keep wanting to find girls' um, tweets that were tweeting like about how excited they were for 2020 <laughs> and just start retweeting them every day. It was definitely my year, benches. Like it was, Why? it was all coming up for me. You know, like I was, I was thinking maybe, maybe, maybe buy a car, maybe go on a holiday. You know what I mean? Oh buy yeah, I was. <laughs> you 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 yeah. don't have your license, hey? No, no, I lost it. Like high range speeding, which is a a rare charge, but <laughs> it was uh, yeah. So. Just wanted to see how fast you could go. Yeah, it was exactly that. It was long stretch of road, so long that you could ta you could take in the curvature of the earth, and just Whoa. press the pedal as fast as you can. It's one of man's greatest weaknesses. Speed. Wanting to, wanting to see how fast he can go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the comedy festival as it usually would go, Becky, because we actually bumped into you down there last year. Actually, we didn't. We couldn't even get tickets to your show because you were sold out because you're a successful stand-up. But Thank you. we met up for a drink afterwards, and I remember you saying something along the lines of how uh, troubling it is for so many comedians that you go down there, no one exercises for a month, and they drink piss every single night. Yeah, it's so crazy. Like, <laughs> I did pingers last night, and I still feel That's so healthier. Messy. Like, I still feel... Like, the, the festival, it's just... It's like low-level anxiety all day because you have to do a show. Yeah. And then you do the show and then whatever happens, if you have a shit one, you'll drink. And then if you have a good one, you want to drink. Yeah. And so every morning you're like on the back foot, hungover, eat shit food, sleep in till like <laughs> four and then have to do it all over again. <laughs> it's like, and then every now and then you got to drag yourself out of bed to do some interview with Nova or whatever. <laughs> it's just some... So in Melbourne... Because, like, it goes for, for a whole month. Like, where do you stay? Just, like, an Airbnb. With other comedians? Yeah, generally. Oh, yuck. So you'd uh, actually okay. prefer like, to be... You can pick some good ones. Huh? Yeah. You'd, you'd actually prefer to be self-isolating at home and not making money than having to share a house with Aaron Chen and Cameron James and <laughs> Matt, Matt O'Kine for the next month. Yeah. Who yeah, is, I just... Who is the cleanest comedian you've ever had to bunk with um the cleanest comedian probably tom cashman okay oh i can see yeah that. he's quite fastidious yeah 
in his putting away of things. He would be loving it now because he'd have to wash his hands every 30 seconds. Yeah, he'd, he'd be, be happy to right do now. that. Yeah. Mike Goldstein as well is a germ germaphobe. Oh, really? Like he's had hand sanitizer on in his back pocket for years. He's also <laughs> a homophobe. I've listened to his podcast before. Um, and Islamophobe. But uh, one question I want to ask, <laughs> Becky, have you ever seen... You know how the running joke is that all comedians have like kind of base level personality disorders. Um, yeah. Well, a lot do. Um, yeah. Have Have you ever seen a comedian? You don't have to name them. Have a proper um, tantrum. Yeah. Because that, that's something that the the comedy fan doesn't get to see, but you guys get to see the the blow ups, the tantrums, and the episodes. Yeah, like most people as they mature into adult life. Um, <laughs> stop sort of craving attention or at least have good ways of masking that they want attention <laughs> but like comedians are just babies like adult <laughs> babies you know like they're just happy to whine and complain and ask someone if like what a man over the age of 25 should not get drunk and ask you do you like me <laughs> <laughs> Yet it happens every week <laughs> if you're a comedian. They love asking each other for money too. Yeah. Me and Sam Campbell used to just lend each other the same 50 bucks back and forward for years when we were starting out. Like it was like every other week we'd just be transferring $50 to each other. It's pretty, pretty rough. What do you, what do you find now as you kind of, um, as you're transitioning to like, I guess you'd say a, uh, I thought we weren't uh, going to talk about that. <laughs> I, was, I was going to say, hey, you're kind of transitioning into the old guard of Australian comedy. I think um, I am. It's so depressing. Yeah, what's happening there? Because, like, all of the other old guard now have their TV shows slash... Uh, I know. I'm old guard ABC. with none of the perks. Yeah, I mean, well, what, you Listen. don't have a job? You don't have a job in an ABC writing room? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now, obviously, you're in a position where a lot of young guys and girls coming through are kind of citing Becky as an inspiration. Uh, <laughs> I don't know uh, about, that. Do about that. What do you do about that? Especially when you start seeing um, derivative work. Yeah, well, I think it's weird because I was such a little shit when I was younger and always trying to, I don't know, fuck with stuff or whatever or, like, make fun of the thing that was ahead of me. And so I'm like, I'm very aware of someone thinking I'm lame, yeah, right. which I shouldn't care about. Like, I should just let it go. It's like, they, they should think I'm lame. Like, it's, it's always annoying when, like, the older comedians, like, are like, you know, you should respect us. And it's like, nah. <laughs> like, you just do your thing and that's fine. But when, like, we respect you, but they think we should stick around and watch their sets and stuff. And it's like, mm, no, we don't want to. Like, yeah, it's not like nine... Know. It's not 1965 anymore where they pave the way. It's like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're not paving the way. I'm like, you're doing a fucking six-year-old Louis C.K. joke, but worse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess I am kind of in the new, like, I'd be the more established comic if you started now. Yeah. Um, which is still crazy to me. I don't feel like it. I still have the, the insecurities of someone just starting. Like it That's doesn't change. You don't. It, it doesn't change. You you don't see your successes as adding to anything. It's just like 
I don't know. You're the same person. Who was the uh, old guard when you were just starting out? Like who well, were in Sid- you, you looking up to and being like, hey, why aren't you hanging around to watch my set? Blah. Yeah. Um, well, when I started, it was sort of like Mel Buttle, Damien Power, Matt O'Kine. I don't yeah. know. It's I mean, it's hard. Even like Henry and Greg and Sam, like we, we weren't that far apart in starting, but you st- they were still so funny that like... I looked up to them a lot. Yeah. I guess, yeah. And then there's like the proper, like, you know, it's there was like Judith Lucy and like all yeah. those people, but. Carl Barron? Carl Barron doesn't socialize with anyone. Right. He is from Longreach and you have to be a bit weird if you come from Longreach. I know a lot of people from Longreach and they're all a bit funny. And they venture, really? to, ven- to venture yeah. south, venture south to be a stand-up's a huge call. Yeah, I think that most of them go north to Darwin to be comedians up there. I've heard it's uh, quite big up there now in Darwin. Is is Long Beach a really long beach? In long Darwin, beach. is it Long in Reach? Long no, reach, it's sorry. no, it's it's like smack bang in the middle of Queensland. She actually should know this because her old man was a ringer out there for about ten years. But um. <laughs> it's 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 also the birthplace of Qantas too. Oh right. She's yeah. not a student. I think not- you know. I, I yeah. I am a bit. I'm. I'm. My my gears are a bit slower this morning. So you should have seen this? me last night. I was being very funny. But very chatty. Very chatty. <laughs> um, I wish I could muster up some of that energy. No, it's That's great. Right. I love it. Do you want me to tell it. you? A, I'll tell you a funny. I, I guess I have to be careful, but also whatever. Um, but there's a lot of funny things that happen in the Melbourne Comedy Festival just with. Like it's it's really like people of all levels and they want to, you know, this month can like really change stuff for people. And so there's a lot of desperation in the air, like a lot of people losing money or, you know, some people going really well. And like it's just really funny to watch people's decline over the month. Yeah. Like, the, you know, like (laughs) just over the month, you just see people with their heads in their hands more and more. (laughs) And like there was this one girl, she's a clown. She was a clown, and uh, as, in, as in like boing, like yeah, a, sort of like a burlesque clown. Oh yeah, which is a thing that you can be in Melbourne, <laughs> um, <laughs> but not in she, Queensland. No, no, no. We'll put you straight. Put you in a mental home. <laughs> the the lo- should, loony bins. More loony bins. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're taking loony bins away. We need more. <laughs> Off to the cuckoo's nest for you. <laughs> <laughs> or you could go to Melbourne. Yeah, you can either live in Melbourne or go to a loony bin in Queensland. <laughs> um, anyway, but at the start yeah. of the festival, she was telling me, she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this really experimental show. I don't have a venue, so what I do is I, I ask people on Twitter, where would they like to see me perform? And I give them three options, H- however many votes that gets. So it could just be in the park or at so- someone's home or even by the swing set. She's like, I'll do a- my show there and then people can come and they have to find where it is and join me and that's my venue. And I'm like, fucking hell, you've got 124 followers on Twitter. Like how many engagements are you getting? And also it's hard enough to get people to come to a show when your venue is locked in and it's every night. 
Like, those were all yeah. different times of the day, all different places. You could find her anywhere. And she's like, yeah, I'm really excited. It's like definitely this new thing I'm excited to try. And then a week later, I walk past her and she's crying and all her clown makeup has run down her face. And I was like, Jesus hey. Christ. I'm like, how are you doing? And she's like, not good. Yeah, it was raining. So I had to do my show near that bin because there was a little bit of undercover. So, yeah, not great. Oh, God. It sounds- oh my God. Sounds desperate down there. It's so desperate. Like, people are just, yeah, it's full on. If you had any words for a young person who was hoping to be a full-time comedian, Mm. what would you give them? Don't be a burlesque clown. And and um, maybe try and get a venue first. Get a venue. Get a venue. Try and practice making your eyes look less desperate (laughs) in the mirror. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is all good advice. Yeah. Or even just um, look into doing something in the tech world. Just completely pivot away from comedy. Yeah, that's also really good advice. Part of me doesn't have, like, so many comedians I know are like, I'm desperate to get back on stage. And I love just being at home watching the telly at night. (laughs) <laughs> like I know when all my stories are on I'm like 6pm friends Then neighbours, then friends Then two episodes of Seinfeld Then I go over to ABC Comedy I watch two episodes of The Office Hell yeah I, I know the free to air schedule Yeah yeah you're back to front But um, Yeah I feel like I'm 10 years old Where do the pingers come into the mix then? Um, my boyfriend and I Were just being passive aggressive to each other In the afternoon and I was like, oh, you know what'll fix this if we have pingers. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked like a charm. Were they dark web? Yeah. From Denmark. <laughs> oh. Yeah, made well, in a lab. Well, heaps of Hugo on those little disco bickies, yeah. I reckon. Hugo. Hugo? No, Hugo is the Danish principle of coziness. All oh, right. Hugo. 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 Yeah, well, yeah. it felt pretty cosy last night with all that dopamine yeah. streaming down my spine. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is where we're at uh, in quarantine. Week, week four, we're openly talking about recreational drug use uh, and, and where to acquire said drugs. That is a bit of fun, though, Becky. What else, what else can you see yourself doing to... Um, I mean, I say this thing goes on, social distancing goes on for another two months. What should you go to then? I, I'm imagining you're a sole trader. Are you... Applicable for JobKeeper? I think possibly, but I'm going to hold off because I'm I have a few little jobs and I just I'm just like oh, I won't clog the system while other people mm. need to get it. Gosh, that's so. It's quite noble of me. Noble really. citizen, yeah. You're a martyr. Yeah, maybe you could just cut out that little soundbite to promote this podcast. You know, sure. like so I could have a noble retweet for once. Yeah, and you also get like a, a massive quiet Australian following, even though. I'd say most of your audience are quiet Australians who love hearing about um, the life and times of Becky Lucas from Victoria Point. Yeah, it is so fucked up. Last night we were talking about, someone was saying about how we're changing, like we're getting better as a society. And I'm like, every day I have a man follow me with an Australian flag as his background on Facebook. Yeah. And just a, a, a really close up photo of his big nose. (laughs) <laughs> and his Ford hat. And he abuses you for being a feminist? 
Yeah, or like, but they're just around. Like nothing's changing. <laughs> it's like you've you've just secured your little bubble, mate. But nothing's changed. Do you reckon that that's a really really weird take from all of this whole thing with like all these people dying and coronavirus? The big take is, you know, this is fixing us. We were due for a shift as a society. Yeah, that's what the German. <laughs> that's what the Germans thought. Oh. When, when Hitler was rising to power, look, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was either a major world, either major world conflict, or it was a pandemic. It was one of the two. Yeah, well, there was World War One, and then the Spanish flu. Yeah, and then ev- and then everyone was like, "Oh, things are changing for the better." This Hitler guy, like things, there was positivity in the air. Well, you so, know the beware. In terms of the Great Depression, like the biggest country that was affected by it was germany like they yeah. got like punished because oh, yeah. you know they had all the repayments they had to make to the allies um under the that's right treaty of versailles and then everything like the the weimar yeah. republic went ass up and then it just things just got worse and then a little guy with a mustache was like yeah i'm, I- I'm gonna i'm gonna give you a volkswagen Sort of beetle if if you vote for <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, and there were and like parades all and shit. People, yeah. So basically, the Volkswagen if, beetle was the uh, Nazi Germany it, version of franken credits. Yeah. If, if you own or drive a German car, you're a fucking racist. You're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. And you deserve to go to Nuremberg to be tried. Yep. And we'll <laughs> hang you by your neck until you die, and then. We'll burn yeah. your corpse. This is good stuff, Becky. You should get us on stage next um, <laughs> next when they uh, when they open up the venues again. We'd like we could get on there a bit of a riff scenario, you know, maybe a panel. Yeah, you know. yeah. We should do something. I think it uh, could work. I, I I'm I'm a little low energy today, so don't it's all good. don't yeah, base it on this. No, Why? So we just I'm, wanted to see this is this is ideal. I'm kind of stoned at the moment as well. So. Oh. We just wanted to see where um, it, it all we works want. Out. Okay, that's we wanted to see where the comedians were at right now because about two weeks ago we heard so much um, noise from the stand-up comedy circle about how everyone's livelihoods are at risk. We thought, well, how about yeah. we actually see... Because right now, right now is when everyone would be selling those rooms out, right? Yeah. Look, I made... Like, I uh, lost a lot of money. Like, well, you, I would... You, I but made, you actually did. I actually did, yeah. But, you know, I, I guess, like, I, I'm also in a position, I, I'm very lucky in that I can get other sort of work. And I think for so many comedians, it's like, you know, this was their... Like, everyone remembers the year that it happened for them. Like, I remember yeah. that for me. And it's like, you know, I know that we're not Im- that important or whatever, but everyone's little thing, everyone's little dreams matter to them. Mm. And I think, like, if you'd been working really hard and you really felt like this is going to be a, a good year and a good thing. You know, it would have been disappointing. Everyone needs some kind of, like, I feel like I can only be happy if I've got something to look forward to, even if it's vague. Yeah. You know, even just some yeah. sort of chipping away at something. Like new shoes or, or like... <laughs> yeah, like a new purse or something. <laughs> <laughs> or a tax return. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used I used to love getting a tax return, but then I decided it was much easier to just not pay tax. Yeah, it's get better. my tax back. <laughs> you remember, do you remember what you spent your first tax return on? 
I actually think we wrote about it, but Tudor, I bought a carton of passion fruit UDLs and a fifty a weed. Yeah. Nice. I just Wait. bought a lot of weed. How are both of your partners going? Busarakan's doing all right. She's um, she misses home <laughs> at the moment, but um, you know what? We, really? we nearly we nearly thought about going to Thailand during all of this and staying with her family, but um, it was a bit hard to get to. But I think they're all right. You know, a nation of islands. Um, they're they're doing all right. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Indonesia, Indonesia, not so much. I don't know how the Philippines are going. Do you know my uncle? Have I told you about my uncle? He's like, um, really annoying, <laughs> like properly annoying. And he's tried to buy three women from different third world countries oh, yeah. to be his wife, <laughs> and they've all gone back. Is it is it because he's really annoying, or like he's yeah. he's really annoying, or is he really rich? Like, what's the go? What what he's is not the... really rich, but he's he's. <laughs> He made one good investment in his life, and it's it's he's okay. He can he's doing okay, but he's so incre- they, he's extremely annoying. So do they peel off with half, or do they literally like forego the fortunes to just go home because he's that annoying? Yeah, they forego the fortune. One of them went back during a there had been like a hurricane. Yeah. In her village, and she was like, "That's still better." <laughs> than, <laughs> Than being in his Subaru Forester. <laughs> I think that we should get him on the podcast next week. I'd love it. Hey, can we get your dad on? Seriously, without you, oh, he would love it. Actually, he told me a funny story the other day. He, he he's he's shearing sheep at the moment on his farm, and he's got a man yeah. helping him there. And this man was saying, you know, in in Beanley in in Brisbane, there yeah. used to be a, a tiger and elephant and lion park like <laughs> of course do you know that no but i know beanley is like historically loose like that's where they yeah that's where they made australia's only white rum in yeah, beanley that's right it's a little bit of brisbane before it becomes a gold coast i think there used to be a white rum that was made up in bundaberg are you th- talking about bundaberg rum Chicka? yeah yeah <laughs> and there was a clear version of it that used to send people mad. All right. <laughs> but yeah, tell, tell us about the Beanley Tiger um, Zoo. This is just because my, my dad, ever since he pitched that story to you, has been riding on, on cloud nine. I've never seen him so confident. Uh, and he's a pretty confident guy. <laughs> How does he read Batuta Advocate? Does he get the email or is he... Uh... He gets the email. Right. Okay. Old school. Anyway, so this this guy who's shearing sheep, he, he told him that, so he's like, yeah, you, Beanley, you could drive. It's a it was a drive through Tiger Park, and uh, he got a new car like years ago, <laughs> like it was like a Mercedes, and um, and his son was playing with the automatic windows, so you had to keep your windows up. That was like a, be a safety requirement. The rule. <laughs> the, yeah, but the kid was playing with the like taking it up and down and an elephant came by the side of the car and put his um trunk in and it (laughs) kind of freaked the kid out and he pushed the window back up and the trunk got kind of caught and the elephant freaked out and and put its foot (laughs) on the car and squashed the car (laughs) (laughs) pull up pull up in logan (laughs) 
<laughs> and <laughs> oh, so, Jesus Christ! So, I'm, so, I'm gu- guessing that ruined the family car. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then he's like, "I was pissed off. My new car had, had been trampled by an elephant in Beanley." <laughs> Um, so he dropped, he dropped the, his wife and kids back home and he's like, I'm going to go have a schooner and try and calm down. The car was still drivable, so he drove the car to the pub, had a schooner and then like felt pretty good, so he had a couple more than he should have. And then he's driving home, he's a bit drunk, and a police officer pulls him over. And he's like, mate, what happened to your car? And he's like, an elephant stood on it. And then, the, and then the police officer was like, "Oh, you're drunk," and breathalysed him because it sounded like such a drunk story. Yeah. Oh, it was in Beanley. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> of course. But he's like the fucking Tiger Park. Lost, yeah, like lost, he actually lost, was lost a little bit car. drunk, but he did. But he didn't. But that. But that is how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's one of those stories. Uh, Errol, tell tell Becky the story about old mate at the Gleninus. Kai Wreckers. Oh, yeah, okay. So I heard this yarn from a mate of mine. In New England. Yeah, in that part of the world. Apparently this bloke in Glen Innes, which is a beautiful town in the New South Wales high country, not too far from Brisbane. Yeah, I think I've been actually. Three hours. I think I've performed at Glen Innes. <laughs> oh, God. I did badly. <laughs> so anyway, there's... A bloke in town and he's gone out to the tip to throw a couple of things away into the tip and his car wasn't the best car in town, which mm. if if anyone of our listeners is out there now and does know anything about Glen Innes, to have a poor car in that town is, you know, that car isn't, isn't much. But anyway, yeah. he's gone into the office to pay for the stuff that he has thrown out of his car at the dump and he's come out again and his car isn't there (laughs) and he's gone oh this is funny and then he goes around and just as he walks around the corner he sees his car get crushed into a cube with the key in it and everything and, and he's like whoa 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 and and the bloke's like oh oh sorry mate i thought this was the car that we had had to crush and he was like oh. he was like did you get anything out of it and he's like what he's like uh like my fucking house keys my phone my fucking wallet and everything so oh my god so he has gone in to pay the guy in cash and some guy's hopped in his car driven it around the corner at the dump and it's been crushed into a cube with his phone his wallet his keys in it it's really um I think like an already broken man having his car cube is the funniest. <laughs> but like, imagine but that like, your car, your car's so shit that the guy at the wrecking yard thinks yeah. that it's literally there to be destroyed. Yeah, <laughs> and it destroys it. I heard too that that they had to get like an angle grinder out for half a day and 
cut into it because he had like hundreds of dollars in his wallet. Oh my and god! And they were like, and they had to cut through half half of this car just. What do they offer to get like, if someone back. cubes your car? Is there like, what happens then? I think that they pay you per kilo for a <laughs> bunch of stuff in it. So basically, right. so what they do is before they crush your car, that they take all the oil out of it, all the all all the water out of the radiator and and all the, the, the other oils and fluids. So he must have been in there for a while. He was having yeah. a yarn. His car got cute. <laughs> I think oh. there's more to this yarn because there's a lot of it that doesn't add up. So I actually emailed the, the editor of the, the newspaper there and asked him about it. And he was like, hold on, I'll just go on and make a few inquiries. But he never got back to me. So if he is listening, wow. I would. I am. I am eagerly awaiting his reply. Some two and a half years <laughs> later. Would you rather someone fuck your wife or cube your car? Uh-huh. <laughs> Probably. What is more? What is more being cucked? What is it? Well, at the moment, <laughs> because um, I've got a VE Commodore at the moment, and it needs to have the timing. I think it's, it's the timing chains replaced or something so i would rather that i would rather that a a person comes and cubes the car my wife (laughs) obviously than my wife (laughs) coming into my house and making a cuckold of me we were talking last night about how funny it would be if a guy organized an orgy but then he came too quickly and he's just trying to get everyone out of the house (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well that's what guys are like really usually on a one night stand anyway right like okay guys so good here um hey i've called you all cabs <laughs> yeah true <laughs> <laughs> apparently back in the day uh when i say back in the day i mean like during the queensland glory era of eight in a row a couple of those um there was a big culture of like cuck holding at the broncos not saying any names but um it was kind of like a bit beyond swinging. It was more like uh, swinging and watching. Whoa. Yeah. Won't say any names. I definitely guess... will. I definitely will off mic. <laughs> yeah. I reckon I could guess who it was. <laughs> Let's say it on three. One. One. Two. two three. three. Wayne Wayne Bell. Wally Lewis. Okay. <laughs> 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 No, not the king. Not the king or God. Neither of them. No, players, players. But anyway, yeah, it's it's a weird thing. I mean, Becky, you grew up in uh, rugby league heartland. What is your take on the hypersexual rugby league player of present? You know, the sex tape thing. Do you reckon they're all just secretly gay and they uh, like having sex with each other? No, nah, but I just think that if you're in that world, you're just operating on base instinct most of the time. Mm. You're not really, tr- you're not there to think. So it's like any urge that overtakes them, they're like, I better follow it. Like this, <laughs> like their Foot- brain is their coach. Yeah, football's over. What do I yeah, feel like the doing bra- now? The brain's like, have sex with that girl in a half pipe. <laughs> and he's like, all right, boss. And like, does it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good time. I don't know. I don't know. It's we. I you know. I guess they're all like young as well. <laughs> everyone, everyone does forget that they're like twenty. Yeah, like everyone was kind of doing gross shit when they were twenty. <laughs> I was doing some heinous stuff. Really? But no one cared because I couldn't play football. 
but I'm Same. like girls are doing gross things like guys are doing gross things at that age I mean obviously it's a we it is a bad culture or whatever but where were you working at 20 might have 10 <laughs> yeah selling people lo- long pieces of rope without asking any questions <laughs> <laughs> Sell, selling kids spray paint <laughs> <laughs> what are you using uh, this well, for no reason <laughs> <laughs> I think I was working at ice cream mania Oh, West End. West End. I was the Greek guy that I worked for had um he had a cold rock franchise. And yeah, then he right. was like, I don't have to do this. Why can't I just have the rock and then have my own business? <laughs> so he just let go of the franchise but kept the rock. And That's every couple of months someone from Cold Rock would Greek. come yeah, he'd come around and be like, You have to give us the rock. He's like, I'm not giving you the rock. He's like, It's a cold bit of rock, you don't own that, you don't own that idea. And I'm using way cheaper, way cheaper lollies in this cold rock exercise. <laughs> yeah, he's getting his, he's getting his like nonna and shit to make baklava yeah. to put in yeah. there. In the we're not cream. we're not putting crunchy in here. We're putting home brand violet crumbles in this ice cream. <laughs> yeah, tastes the same. Have you ever stolen from work? Nah, but you know when you just resent having to do your job at any point. <laughs> like someone would walk through the door and I just do a hard eye roll. <laughs> like you just don't want to do any part of your job like it's just like fucking hell what, and one time one time I was mopping the floor and this girl came in and fell over like she fell over and, and really hurt her arm and she's like was so mad at me she's like why didn't you put a sign up like why isn't there a sign and I was like I am the sign like the little person mopping on the sign, I'm mopping. <laughs> like, why do you need that sign? <laughs> did, you, did she have a big spill? She was fucking angry. Like, re- you know, when someone hurts themselves and they're not dignified about it, like she's yeah, yeah. really just letting every emotion bubble to the surface. It was pathetic. So, when are you going <laughs> to like, post that me at twenty photo of you at the Greek <laughs> ripoff of Cold Rock in West End? In- I don't think I've got any photos. God, I, I was hideous when I was younger. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not, I, was, I, I don't look back at photos and think, oh, we were so hot or whatever. I was quite unattractive. You know, in, in kind of, uh, what goes hand in hand with that is also like developing a social life. And one thing I've noticed with comedians is a lot of them were, are late bloomers socially. Yeah. So while some of them, might... some of them are either awesome. They've always been awesome their whole life, or they're the biggest freaks of all time. <laughs> hey, look at my bowling shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like I think might... a lot of people are in the scene for friendship. Like they're like, wow, I always know where the like. Most people have to be invited to uh, social gatherings because they're well liked in the group. But comedians yeah. just go to whatever gigs on, and people have to hang out with them. <laughs> it's just a guaranteed group hang no no invite necessary <laughs> man Fair melbourne enough. comedy melbourne comedy festival sounds grim <laughs> yeah it's all right it's pretty fun like there are some fun parts of it or whatever but it's yeah i don't know it's all f- I, I this i don't know even know if i want to be a comedian anymore i think i'm going to become very serious <laughs> oh serious actor <laughs> yeah no just serious that- serious that's another thing i want to ask why do comedians just think that they can transition 
seamlessly into serious drama roles. Like, everyone else in the world's going to NIDA or, st- or, or going through theatre, and actors are like, well, I went from stand-up to a bit part in a working dog comedy film, and now I'm yeah. going to play Winston Churchill. It's because the whole... I mean, I don't know what that career trajectory is that you've... <laughs> uh, I, I guess, Winston I don't know. Churchill. I guess a good example is, um, like, Eric Banner. Just didn't have to really... Didn't do much drama. Oh, true. But he and was he was a, an actor. He was never a comedian. Yeah, he was stand-up. Was he? He went stand-up to fast-forward to the castle to oh. Chopper to Black Hawk Down. But he's done pretty well for himself. Yeah, he, he had it. He had the natural knack. But I feel yeah. like every, every comedian feels like they have the natural knack to become, like, a super serious drama role. Some do. Yeah. But well, is Adam that on Sandler's the, is that, good in serious. Yeah. Is that, is that on the back of everyone's minds that actually, like, this is also an avenue for me to get into, like, winning an Oscar? I don't know. I think some people get into it not really knowing, like, comedy is such a weird thing and people are half wanting to do comedy and then half people just want to kind of be famous. <laughs> so, so, so people end up doing this weird shit and taking things on that I think they don't even really think about it. They're like oh, this is attention for me. Like, this is me being looked at. Like, I'll do it. <laughs> but also, like, it is just such a weird industry that it's like, I just, you don't really set out with any goal, I don't think. I reckon you just kind of get in it and you're just taken along a bit. Yeah. Why? But also, I do think comedians can be good actors because, like, good comedians are, like, great at picking up on stuff or... Mm. Like, Cameron James is a great actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, he's a really good actor. But um, are you? I don't know. No, I'm a shit actor. I can only you, play myself. Do you reckon you could be in, like, Lantana 2? No. It's too embarrassing. Acting's humiliating. <laughs> you're like, there's all these people around you and you're pretending something's happening and it's not. It's, it's, <laughs> actors are just the best people, are the people who are best at not being embarrassed. Because, like, everyone can act. Like, everyone's lied before except Prince Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) How funny was that video of him? Like, that was just... Because my theory is that rich people and people with influence and power don't really have to lie much in their life because everyone just makes stuff happen for them. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, they, they, they get up in the morning and, like, they don't have to... Like, they can just talk how they want to to someone because they've got so much power. And so, like, they never have to put on a false face or lie or somehow manipulate their way into situations. So that interview with Prince Andrew was actually like footage of a man lying for the first time. <laughs> like just yeah, yeah. just making all the mistakes <laughs> that we, we f- figured out when we were five to not do. Yeah, yeah. What happened to the shortbread on the kitchen table? Oh, I, no, I, yeah. I have a rare medical condition that <laughs> means I cannot eat shortbread because I was in the Falklands War. <laughs> what? Yeah. I don't. I don't. Um. I don't sweat. You see. Uh, yeah. No. Don't sweat. Because I'm allergic to shortbread. You see. Because I went to the Falklands War. I was yeah. shot at. <laughs> Just quickly. I want to give you the opportunity to, to talk shit about anyone else in your industry while you've got a platform that'll be listened to <sighs> by probably no one else in your industry. Mm, oh, there's so many shit cunts. <laughs> I couldn't even, it's hard. Like sometimes, 
I used to have more enemies. More venom. More venom. Yeah, more venom, whereas I don't really care anymore. Adam Hill's obviously public enemy number one. I'll have a think about it, and you should name this episode the name of the person. Yeah, there's heaps of people that suck. But that's like uh, every workplace, right? Like you hate so, uh, <laughs> you hate all the people you work with, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, what about viral comedians? Do you still hate them? That was a big beef of yours. Kind of like that base level uh, one. I don't even care. I'm just like, <laughs> they're just annoying because they're always wearing a leather jacket in their promo videos. <laughs> and they're always like, we're going to say shit that no one's said before. And it's like, dude, Tom Gleason says that like every night if he's at a comedy club. Like, you're not. <laughs> he, he does it so it's funny and good. Like, it, they're just, they're just, it's just funny that they think the reason that they're not getting gigs is because they're too edgy. It's like, no, it's because it's, dog shit first idea joke it's so it's yeah but i mean but then with that attitude they do seem to amass so many people so it seems to be that it seems to be working for them well it's because a lot of people you know don't see comedy that often so when they think that the reason they don't see comedy is because all comedy is being censored and then yeah. some guy some guy who says racist stuff is like one of the few who can get through yeah, I mean, they don't even say racist stuff. Like, it's all just stuff that's, oh, I don't know. It's just really bad. It's like, I, I love it when people say fuck stuff, but, like, in a good way. There, there's, like, the well-known viral comedians, like Frenchie, and then there's, like, full-on based Facebook stunt guys, like uh, the ones who, like, throw bags of flour on each other in woolies. Like, oh, yeah. don't! Those guys are... Yeah, yeah look, they're, they're not they're not selling out the gala, but they're uh, they've got a fan base. Yeah, prank pranks are uh, are funny. <laughs> 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 they are. No one can deny that. Okay, everyone. Okay, to finish the episode, everyone say what their superpower is, what they would want it to be. I would like to have control of um, the media. <laughs> you no, already no, no. do. <laughs> Of no, of like, um, like morally absolutes people's twitters. And oh yeah. Fly, fire off some really problematic tweets from like very ben very. <laughs> yeah, I mean, plenty of them. There's there's plenty of them. Yeah. I want to get on like a a real uh, woke person's Twitter and and say something about and just say something really red hot. Yeah. Um, Right. And, and let and, and let them deal with the consequences. Yeah, 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 yeah. Throw the phone away, <laughs> and then yeah, hide. and like I give them a good twelve hours without knowing, <laughs> and then totally they come, they come back on and it's like oh wow I'm I'm being persecuted. Um, yeah, or even better, you send the tweet out, and then they don't even know it ever has gone out, and the replies have ever come in. So they go about their business not knowing that there's a huge part of the society that thinks they're racist or whatever. <laughs> oh, 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 God. That's good. That, that is a good superpower. Yeah. Um, Errol? I would be as good at golf as Tiger Woods. Yeah, right. Yeah. You could have just said, I want to be, be worth a billion dollars. Yeah, but yeah. I could. Yeah, but there's no point in being worth a billion dollars if you do it in a boring way like some computer nerd i would rather do it on the course mm. other than that i don't really want 
for much in this world. I have it pretty good. Yeah. Even in, even in quarantine. Uh, your superpower is that you're a straight white male, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That yeah. was like, that that was fucking Batman's superpower. Yeah. <laughs> totally. He was rich. He was rich yeah. and white. No one ever yeah. suspected. No one ever suspected he was going around and bashing mentally ill people at night. Yeah, I know. Like, how many black dudes got accused of the crimes that Batman committed? That's yeah. that's the movie I want to see. Batman was so proper. If you look at like the people that he spent so long trying to kill, they were all just like people with mental health problems. <laughs> yeah, Giuliani's New York. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! All right, what's your superpower? As we wrap. Well, I have two. Yesterday, I said it would be the power to be to know every culture, and every culture accepts me as their own. Like I'm, like, like I'm like a wild card. I'm like when I'm hanging out with like Lebanese people, I know everything, and like I fit in perfectly. And then the same like Chinese people, everything like I've. I've completely sorted it, and they see me as their own. Mm. Well, you, just you real- cultural. That's you, very. You realistically could do that. You. you could do that. <laughs> I mean, apart from the Lebanese thing, you could pull off Russian, Chinese, Aboriginal, and True. Bogan, Bogan Queenslander. Which Bogan Queensland is obviously yeah. your most presenting. But um, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> oh, I've got to stop talking like this. <laughs> <laughs> but then I also thought I thought last night because well, I we were talking about it again, and then and then I thought of another one that would be good in being able to pause. Oh yeah, like, like you that know, movie just all with the Adam fights. Sandler in it. Oh yeah, <laughs> click. Yeah, that click. click. But just you know, so many times you're on the verge of a fight with your partner or whatever, and it's like just all it takes is one look and it fires up. Like you just wish you could pause and then be like, don't roll your eyes. You know, <laughs> just don't do it. The biggest fear about a click scenario is um, people getting groped while they're paused. And I don't know what, what law that falls into. Um, oh, yeah. I wouldn't do that. It'd be mostly saving my own skin. <laughs> yeah. You'd just be <laughs> you evading. You'd just be walking out of rooms. Yeah. <laughs> Every time we would be having a riff, I'd pause after you talk and then I'd think of a perfect thing to say. <laughs> and you'd get it in quick. <laughs> yeah. And people would be like, she's so sharp. <laughs> yeah, well, they. She's got that, that about- Adam Hill's wit. <laughs> <laughs> Wally Lewis used to reckon that was like it was like that for him when he'd get the ball, he'd be everything, just- he'd, everything would just go. Yeah. All right. Well, good to talk to you guys. <laughs> nice to you talk too. to you too, Becky. What? Wash your hands. Um, um, yeah. Wash uh, your hands. Have you finished? Well, your like ice- my tweets. <laughs> you finished your post Stradbroke ISO. Yeah, back in Sydney. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Nice. Yeah, it's all right. Good part it's of nice the world. to be home. Yeah. Okay. Well, don't 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 hit that pause button too much. I hope you're all being nice to each mm. other. Yeah. No, we are. We are getting along. <laughs> all right. No, no, love. <laughs> all right. <laughs> See you guys. See you, Becky.